real business owners telling real stories and experiences. Welcome to the show. All right, all right, here we go. It's time for another podcast. We're going to be doing some uh, solving some small business challenges. So today I actually have the privilege of our first nationwide guest. So if you're watching the video, you're going to see that this is over uh, some of our video conferencing software that we have. Uh, I'm here with Jesse from uh, Jesse's Barbershop in San Marcos, California, which is obviously outside of Florida. How are you doing today, Jesse? Today I'm doing very well. Good. I'm brother. doing wonderful, and uh, thank you for having me. This is uh, this is a privilege. This is something that uh, I never thought I'd be doing, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I'm excited to be here. So, so what you mean is in barber college, right? In barber school, they didn't tell you like, hey, man, one day you might be on a podcast. Uh, when I was going to school, I don't even nobody even heard of a podcast uh, our industry has come a long ways as far as uh, reaching out to people using uh, i guess different types of technology oh sure i sure i can i mean yeah obviously so one the first thing we always like to do is i my satisfaction comes in the very beginning of every podcast i want to hear the story of how you got to where you are so before the, you opened your own barbershop, what were you doing? What made you decide to open up your own barbershop? Or if you were working for another barber, and then kind of the progression of what's been happening over the past, you know, time that you've been doing it. Well, this is actually the third barbershop I've actually worked at. Okay. This is my barbershop. I've been here just in May. The end of May, it will be 21 years wow. I've been here at this location. Wow. I waited until that long. I've been cutting here for 39 years. Uh, the reason I did not, you know, want to open my own shop is because I worked for a couple of people that everything was fantastic. It was great. I worked in Oceanside at Johnny's Barbershop. Johnny, Johnny Gomez was born and raised in Oceanside. He went to high school with my mom. But I didn't know this until after, you know, we started, I started working with him. He was a great owner. It was a, it was a, it was it was great. Johnny, born and raised in Oceanside, everybody came into Johnny's Barbershop. All the locals we had from the politicians to the police chief to you were playing the, the chess in the lobby. You were doing all the things, and that was the the social gathering spot for the community. Was at Johnny's Barbershop. In Johnny's Barbershop, every single day we had as many guests, as many people coming down to see what was going on in the barbershop as we did customers. <laughs> It was it. It was a you know walk-in type of barbershop, walk-in, no appointments, and we just cut hair. We just talked to people, cut hair. Everyone knew Johnny. Johnny was uh, like I said, I didn't want want to go out and start my own barbershop because sure. I was happy working with Johnny. Okay. And I was with him for ten years. Then I decided to leave and come out to San Marcos. There's where I worked for a gal named Leslie. And Leslie was just like Johnny. As a matter of fact, I met Leslie at Johnny's Barbershop. Okay. So I started working with her. But then after a while, uh, personal reasons, she decided to sell the shop. So then one day I'm cutting hair there in San Marcos. And a friend of mine, he says his wife is going to be leaving in her location. She says, I'm going to, uh, you know, she wanted a bigger, bigger building, hire more gals. She was a manicurist. Okay. So then I says that place would be perfect for me because 
at the time I wasn't looking to move, but I decided that at that time it was an opportunity that the door was, uh, was knocking. So I decided I'm going to go open up a shop. So this is how great things worked out. I went in, talked to the landlord because they put in a good word for me. All they had to do was say, Jesse, you can count on him. He will, you don't have anything to worry about. So my landlord, Harry, he, he took a chance with me and he says, okay, the shop is yours. He said, when do you want to open? I said, well, Harry, I didn't give this much thought because Tony, my buddy, he came in and told me, so I just jumped on the chance. So I didn't have any equipment, any tools. I had nothing whatsoever. So Harry says, Jesse, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. He's moving to Glendale. At the time, Harry was in uh, Solana Beach. I says, he has a all the barbershop equipment you need in his garage. He needs to sell it because he's moving to Glendale. I didn't have to do a thing. I mean, how lucky, how blessed, you know, whatever, whatever words you want to use to describe how yeah. lucky could I have been? Yeah. Everything was there. Cabinets, barbershops, everything I needed. I didn't have to go out and have cabinets built. So I didn't have to go out and buy. I didn't have to hit all these other little stores to put my shop. Do in. you know how many people are going to be listening to this story, going, "What in the heck, man? You know, what kind of horseshoe did you carry in your back pocket that, to get this lucky on horseshoe, it? Horseshoe, rabbit's foot, uh, <laughs> garlic cloves around my neck. That was, that was, you know, I, I, I am definitely. Believer in God, and uh, boy, somebody was always somebody was looking out for me then. That that's incredible. That's a great story. Story. It is. Uh, you know, when I think about that, when I think about how Harry was to me, that right there told me that boy, this was meant to be. It was something. So, and then for 17 years, I was at this location all by myself. What? So you ran a single shop with you were the only barber, your own book of business. You were, you know, on the phone, you you know, in the beginning, you, you might have had to paper schedule, but, you know, and whatever you've done since then until three years ago? Uh, I was all by myself here at this shop until three years ago. Wow. Just about a little, over three years ago, I was here all by myself. Like, you know, I tell every customer this, there's three women in my life who are very important to me. My mom, my wife, and my daughter. And at that time, I had a little health issue. It was momentarily just a little lapse there okay. but prior to that they kept telling me you need to hire help you got to get some help and in this business good help is hard to find where am i going to find somebody like me <laughs> who works every single day uh-huh. you know there were times when i worked seven days a week oh of there course were times when yeah i had to go get another job you know i have a daughter and uh so i had i had i mean i'm not working there's no problem matter of fact one thing you know i, I like to say that in this business cutting here 39 years that was only the second time where i had to take a day off because i was sick wow wow that's why cal ripkin jr is my favorite baseball player the iron man he showed up for work he showed up to work every day every day uh, i'm a huge uh, baseball fan but we got to stay on track oh yeah you're in a you're in a business that is very artistic so you're not dealing with you know um employees that are kind of work focus first they're more art focused first so they have to get that enjoyment out of the art i was very blessed i was lucky mm -hmm. because they came here and found me <laughs> they wanted to be here mm -hmm. you know they wanted to be here but the one thing i worried about is like 
because I was born and raised in the area, and the gals I have working here with me, by the way, uh, one Vesna, Michelle, and Cheryl. Yeah. And it's a wonderful team. It's a wonderful team. I mean, once again, getting back to baseball, we have a wonderful dugout. Yeah. A lot of people try to really rush into this side of, hey, man, in order for me to expand my business, I have to hire, 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 hire. Whereas you said, look, I'm going to service a customer base and grow my book until I can't grow it anymore. And then people started coming into your life and into your business that would be right. good mentees or, or good people to have that same culture. And you didn't just bring anybody in. They had to have the same culture, the same mindset, uh, believe in the same philosophies before they were allowed to step foot and have a chair in your business. Is that right? That is that is correct. And the one thing they wanted to be here, like every every one of them wanted to be here. They they they, they liked me. They said say this is a place where they want to be. Uh, the one thing I was worried about because I had no problem, you know, with uh, my clientele mm -hmm. is how am I going to grow their clientele? What am I? How am I going to get them busy? The one thing I it just bugged me all the time is early on they there was a lot of sitting around for me. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with different types of personalities, right, coming in there. What kind oh, of yes. – so what is your mindset and how do you deal with those different personalities? Because I imagine you want them trained your way, but they're different personalities. So what do you do to off to kind of manage that? Well, what I do, I, I just – they can – you know, I try and set the example. It's like mm -hmm. they learn from me. If I can be myself, it's just communicating with them. You know, when they're not, you know, just communicating, uh, let them be themselves. And there's three gals here, different ages, and they're themselves. They can be themselves. I give them an opportunity to just relax, do whatever you want to do. I says, look, that's your chair. You do whatever you want to do to grow your business. Okay. I will help you in any way I can, but that's your chair. That's you do whatever you need to do and just turn them loose. Just turn them, you know, it's like when you hire, you know, not all of us, like here we go, baseball, not all of us are shortstops. Not all of us are second basemen. Everybody in that lineup is important, whether you're leadoff hitter, cleanup hitter, or you're batting at the bottom of the order. Every, it's a team, and everybody is important, and you have to make them feel they are important. How do you set the expectation for the second baseman to not want to be the shortstop? Because what I've found is that most people, they want to be the star pitcher, but they're really more of a relief middle inning uh, person. Understand that because that's what a manager does. Mm -hmm. A manager makes them feel, look, you are important. I need you. Mm -hmm. It is my shot, yes, and I am the bottom line, but I can, I mean, I sometimes you you need help we need help too sometimes we have to go somewhere to get some good advice especially when things are a little uh, tough or get a little edgy mm -hmm. but i really really never had a i never had a problem really so never had issues all right so you mentioned how in the beginning when you when you hired people when you had when you were growing with people right that right. um <clears throat> you worried about growing their book Right, and in, in the salon and right. barber industry, we grow about their book. So, do you still worry about that now? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. do I you... always because when somebody is just sitting, you want them to be busy. 
And this business here, now you're dealing with the public, and you're dealing with a lot of different personalities as far as the public goes. Mm -hmm. One other thing, going back when I first started here, here I am on the on a busy street. I'm on San Marcos Boulevard. I can think of only four barbershops at that time in San Marcos. Only four. Wow. Now, within, I would say within four blocks of where my location is now, I can probably count at least six off the top of my head right now. So about a 50% so increase. out there too. Yeah. So sometimes you lose folks to, you know, your neighbor. Yeah. Well, you and, know. Uh, so that's one thing you always have to, you always have to worry about, uh, you know, keeping a business. So, you know, what do you, so you what never, do you do? You never want to take anything for granted either. Okay. So what are some things that, you know, in the beginning, you know, you, you kind of, you know, maybe fumbled around with, but now you're doing well or, you know, technology that you've used or integrated. Because, I mean, obviously the scope of business in the past five years has changed so drastically and you've been doing it for, you know, 20 years on your own. I mean, it's been, you know, obvious, obviously a lot of changes. So what are some things that you do now to that doesn't make you worry as much about keeping them busy as when you used to worry about it a lot? Well, one thing, well, you know, I, did, I signed up with uh, Nyla and Welcome Matt this week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Welcome Matt. You know, that was, it's reaching out. Advertising is very, very tricky in this business. Mm -hmm. Very, very tricky. You can spend a lot of money on advertising and it, you can spend... So, for example, you can spend $1,000 on advertising and not get a single hit. Yeah. Advertising, very, very tricky. You you can't go out there and uh, drag a customer in here. There's, <laughs> you, it's always trying to think, you know, you're always trying to think that what can we do to at least get their attention? Okay. To make them want to come here. Still, I must say that uh, personal references, friends, family, even customers, that's still the best part of advertising in this business because when you do a haircut, somebody sees it, boom, there you go. You know, good news spreads fast, mm -hmm. bad news spreads faster. Yeah. And because oh, negative responses, but you know what? In all my years of cutting hair, I've really never had, to, to my knowledge, it, you know, they stopped coming for one reason or another, mm -hmm. but it wasn't because our customer service was lacking. Okay. We always do our, right. So, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of, so a lot of people, okay, they, they say that they're like, yeah, listen, we're always a customer first business. What do you do and what do you think you do that really makes you a customer first business? Well, we do it only because, you know, one, one thing, just, just call our customers and ask them. We, have so many people who come here and says, you know, I really enjoy coming here. It's what I learned from Johnny. You, when a customer walks into your door, you have to say, hey, look, what if I was walking into a business? What if I was walking into a bar? Even if you're walking into a 7-Eleven, mm -hmm. you want somebody to look at you and say, hey, I'm happy you're here. I'm glad you're here. It's not about just taking their money. You know, um, it's uh we're in the business of, you know, pleasing people and customer service is very, very important. Without customers, we have nothing. Now, you and I, you and I are old enough to remember this, but it's almost like Norm from Cheers, right? Like you walk in, Norm, oh, right? Absolutely. When okay. somebody, when people come in, that's one thing I can say. People says, how do you remember everybody's name? 
Yeah. Well, I don't remember everybody's name, but I do remember most of their names. I mean, it's also very important for me to know the names of my barber's customers. It's not just my customers, anybody who walks in here. You, you should see the look on people's faces when they're not my customer. And I said, hey, how you doing, Bill, Todd, Barbara, how you doing today? And they go, how do you know my name? I don't sit in your chair. I says, well, it's my shop. <laughs> my name's on the door. It, it, yeah. Oh, you know what? And that's one thing. I, I want to put my name everywhere in the city. <laughs> right. I want to throw it out there. Yes, I mean, why not put it everywhere I can, I can think. But here's one thing. Years ago, like I've been cutting for 39 years total, I met, I've had over in my lifetime of cutting hair, I've met two people who actually were hired by James Cash Penny himself. And what was important to them was the customer. Yeah. It's all about the customer. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it, and that's truly it. It's all about the customer. Actually, somebody asked me that one time, is there ever, is there ever been a time when you wish a customer wouldn't come into your shop? And you know, you might not believe this, but I can, I can say no. Wow. There has never been a time. Okay, here's the thing. When people have a bad attitude, mm -hmm. we don't know why they have a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. They might have had something happen in their day, in their week, or the past year, or even when they were a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. I had this one customer who nobody wanted to cut his hair. I cut his hair. But I, I, take, I take, you know, pride in, you know, I don't mind uh, pumping out my chest. You know, but he was as grumpy as grumpy can be. <laughs> Nobody wanted to even talk to him. Mm -hmm. But I remember one day he got he got older, and then he asked me if I would come to his house to cut his hair because he no longer drove. Okay. So I went to his house and I would cut his hair. It turns out that uh, he had a child or a daughter who was born a quadriplegic. Wow. And when I found that out, because. What had happened was she lived to be in her early 30s, but she never really had a, you know, she never had, uh, she, what it, she never really had a life. Yeah, yeah, and her quality of life wasn't like what we're used to it, yeah. Who, who had a child like that, and I thought, and I look at my daughter and I go, she's as healthy as can be. Mm -hmm. My wife has two children, and there's, and I'm going, no wonder he's like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing. You, if people are having a bad day, there's there's people who are out there who are just grumpy. <laughs> you yeah. know that that's just mm -hmm. the way they are. Yeah. But until you actually know, you know, you can't really cast any judgment. Right. Like somebody leaves a bad right. review, it's got to boil your blood a little bit, right? You know that happened not that long ago. Somebody came in and I I arrived early. He walked in and he wanted a haircut. I says, "Listen, sir." I explained to him, that's the thing, I explained to him the best way I could, mm -hmm. that I have other barbers coming in about 15 minutes, mm -hmm. and um, I have other barbers coming in 15 minutes, I have a customer coming in, and they'll be able to take care of you, why don't you come in and wait, have, have a cup of coffee, you know, and he got upset, and he did write a bad Yelp review, he did. So how do you get through but, that? How Mentally, how do you deal with that? Because he wrote one bad review, you know how many others wrote, you know, the truth? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the, the truth. truth. The truth. Far the truth. 
Or after doing this for such a long, you know, for, you know, many years, mm -hmm. I know myself. I have the confidence in myself that I treat everyone the same. You know, I treated him the same way as somebody who's been with me for 39 years. Yeah, yeah. So he was treated, you, he was treated no different. Do you, do you, and that's the thing. My customers know that. Do yeah. you still have customers that have been with you for 39 years that you've been doing this? Oh, oh yeah, I still have them. I Holy still have cow. Yeah. yeah, that that's um, that's 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 incredible. So like, all right, you say it's customer first. Now uh, the salon industry to me, and uh, I, I kind of clump you in there, barbers, salons, right? What the the reason oh, yeah. I, the That's reason right. I clump yeah. them in is because I know that the loyalty factor, and that's why you know it kind of it was like thirty nine years. That's incredible because you know I mean it does have high loyalty factor because you're dealing with the way people look. And so if somebody finds that they, and you do a good job with them, they clasp on like there's no tomorrow, right? Because of those things. But it is about, and you've touched on it a little bit, about that, um, you know, initial contact, that initial things, questions that you're asked. So when somebody sits down in your chair, other than the typical, you know, what can I do for you today? You know, what kind of haircut would you like? You know, things like that. If a new customer walks in, what are some things you're really trying to get to know about that customer um, either during the haircut or maybe that initial consultation is what they call it. Guys, it's definitely when a customer sits in the chair for the first time, mm -hmm. it's all about trying to get that ice icebreaker and find out what, you know, you can look at the body language says a whole lot too. Yeah. So you can tell when you've uh, got something that they're interested in talking to. So talking about. Are there any things that you're never supposed to ask in a chair? One thing I've never asked any, uh, what their uh, party race is, <laughs> political, anything. Yep. I mean, I would never ask somebody who they voted for. I never asked them if they voted. There's yep. some things I, I don't. don't. Yeah. Religion, yeah, I've asked, hey, so what's your, what's your background? What do you believe in? Do you, you know? But usually, I don't ask those questions because usually the customer will bring those things up. Sure. If a sure. customer will, a customer so, will bring those things up before I do. So, but you, one thing that's definitely, I will never, ever, no way. <laughs> so, one of the things, like, uh, I'm going to throw, you know, I go, my barber, Zach, and I'm going to throw a little shout out to him and not your father's barber shop in Fort Lauderdale. Um, the one thing I'm notorious for, he's got uh, four chairs now. I'm the guy that gets everybody talking to everybody. So, you know. Okay. I'm. Yeah. But not and not not politics. I love politics, but like at a local level. I don't national politics. That is. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm the guy. Mm -hmm. Sports, business. I'm that guy that gets everybody talking. Now he also just does some things. So one of the things that he does is he has like retro video games while you're waiting. Right. That's something he kind of took oh. away. Things like that that he did. Okay. I want to know something that you installed in your business that you kind of took from a big scoping business. So you have people that are big, big players in the barber space, right? What, or, you know, and you talk a lot about JC Penney's and the customer. Other than that, oh, what's, yeah. Yeah. what's something that you took from big business that you put into your local business? For big business, oh, that's a, that's a good question. That's a tough question Yeah. from big business because, well, I would look at big business the way they did business, you know, maybe you know years ago yeah not the way they big business does today but okay the way big business i think big business has, has kind of lost touch with the 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 customer service the middleman 
Okay. You know, and you know, especially because my wife is in the retail business, mm-hmm. and uh, look how they've been, you know, a lot of their folks, you know, look how they've been treated by the CEOs and, the, and uh, you know, vice presidents and so on. And I can say one thing is that big business, big business today, there's too many layers in big business. When I first started up, there was the chairman of the board or the president of the company. Mm-hmm. Now there's many, many layers in the big business today. Many, many layers. And I, you know what, I, even though I have a barbershop and I've got four, I continue, I want to grow my shop. But as far as big business, I would say I want to put my name anywhere I can. Uh-huh. I want my name out there. Okay. I want to post my name where, wherever I can. Yeah. It's all about getting my name out there because if I put my name Jesse's out there, mm-hmm. then uh, this is people who know what Jesse's is. All right. So they say, Oh yeah, that's the barbershop right around the corner. But there's a there's a fine line for you here because you know, I mean, I own my welcome my business, you know Nyla, right? And you know what we do, and right, that's what we right. specialize in is getting your name out there, right? And we do it through some different mediums. But the one thing how do you and big business has millions upon millions of dollars, right? So, oh yeah. Where do you draw that line of budget and financial concern to getting your name out there? Like, how do you go through that? Walk me through that process. Is it a percentage of your income? Is it, you know, hey, I'm just gonna gut instinct and say, hey, this sounds like it'll work. I'm gonna give it a shot. Is it I've studied it? What is your process for determining getting your name out there? Getting the name out. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Good question. There's that's that's a lot of it is trial and error. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, we, we do, uh, we do make mistakes, you know, there are failures, but you know, this is, uh, something that, uh, you know, with reaching recently when I was here by myself, I didn't have to advertise really. Mm-hmm. It was all word of mouth. But now that I have the barbers here, how, what am I going to do? Uh, am I going to use what form of advertising am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, one thing I decided to do was we joined the local chamber of commerce. Okay. And uh, so then I got this, yeah, one thing I use, I got the, the welcome mat. That's one yep. thing that we reaching out to new customers mm-hmm. was welcome mat. Mm-hmm. Welcome mat, you know, it, you know how it works. It, you're getting all the new people in and you're mm-hmm. putting the word out there. And, and you uh, also have a good so Instagram. That's what we did. Instagram is big in your we industry. Do, we do that. We, we we do the Instagram. I you know it's a good way of reaching out. It's a good way of putting your name out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, well these days you know the Instagram's kind of you know the post that they're putting on there is you know that's you really it's kind of like uh, stuck in the mud right now because mm-hmm. nothing really is happening until we go go forward. You know, mm-hmm. but um, one thing it's always about. I'm always trying to think what can I do to you know to better my business. And one thing uh, I look. It, uh, it's, it's advertising, right. pretty much local business advertising in the barbershop. Okay, so yeah. And uh, we were getting going. We were getting going, and uh, it was going to work. Uh, had a lot of folks. I uh, shared the idea with a number of customers, and uh, they thought it was going to work. They thought it was a great idea. Reality, I love that idea for you, by the way. So a little side note here is, um, you know, I, I, that's the note that you just saw me taking was connect to community. It sounds like that's really in your wheelhouse, right? So setting your barbershop up and, and leveraging your trust that people have when they walk in the door, if they trust you with the way they look, 
right? If they trust you with right. that, they're going to trust you with other recommendations. So all you're doing is really leveraging that. And by reaching out to the business community, you're then getting that reciprocal type of, uh, you know, you're getting it reciprocated because they are doing it too. You know, um, so things like that. That, that I, I love that idea. I wouldn't drop that if I were you. But this is what I was going to do. I was, uh, I set up a couple of screens here, TV screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we downloaded some pictures. We put them on the screen. It says, look, advertise your local business right here in the barbershop. Yeah. People come in. They see this advertisement. They say, what is that? And I said, well, do you go there? Do you shop there? Do you eat there? Do you watch your car there? Do you enjoy it? They go, yeah, I, I, I go there. And if you go there and you told them that you came to Jesse's Barbershop, they're going to take care of you. They're going to take good care of you. I would- and that was pretty much it to start a local, a local, uh, for local businesses, for the, you know, we're all about small business right here. We, but we got to take care of each other. So Nyla is great. Her husband's a great designer. I would put a, a little sign or something that attaches to that TV just says Jesse's community corner, right? And that's it. And right there and put it mm-hmm. on the TV so that these are in, and like maybe underneath it, business, local businesses you can trust. And that also reinforces the message. It, it I mean, it really just, I mean, just that's an uppercut right there to somebody you know, looking in on that. I love that idea for you, brother. I really do. Well, here's, well, here's where your experience helps me out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's good. That's positive. That's positive thinking. Yes. You know, anytime you yes. can throw positive thinking out. But yeah, definitely our, our motto was to support local businesses. Your heart's in the right spot. And, and the reason, the reason I put small in there is because, you know, Jesse's Barbershop isn't the big old fancy chain shops. Where they don't know your name, mm-hmm. you know the person down the street who runs the small independent restaurant, you know the little sandwich shop that's yeah. not the big chain sandwich. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the places where I go to. I want to support. Those were the people that I wanted to reach out to when it came to this advertising. I bet you can and, run for uh, mayor. Somebody- All right, let's talk a little bit more about barbershops. So, what are some things you're doing? Like you have a, if you go on to your Facebook or your Instagram page, you'll see you have a very classic barbershop, and people will get that from this oh, uh, yeah. conversation. So, what are you doing to stay modern, to stay ahead? You know, there's trends and there's things like that that happen with hair, and even in the shop. I mean, you still have the classic barber pole in there. So, what are some things you're doing to keep a classic barbershop in the modern era? To 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 keep it modern, yeah. yeah. Well. I'm, as you can say, I'm, I'm definitely old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a traditionalist, you know, that's, that's what I, I like believe in. Word. And I always will, will stay true to my roots. That's the thing. My roots go deep into the ground that nothing is going to, no storm is, is going to, a hurricane is going to uplift my roots. They're, they go too deep. But that's where I kind of like entrusted the help. Like I said, my help of my wife and my daughter. Okay. To bounce their ideas. My daughter was in this business for, I think, 12 or 14 years. And uh, she she knows, she says, she we always butt heads sometimes, but she said, Dad, I know what's relevant today. I know what, and I says, okay, well, teach me. Um, um, you're never too old to be learned, you know? So we don't, you know, many times when people come in, they say, Jesse, you always have great music. What's your, what's the station? Little things like that. What's the music station that you turn on? Because, you know, over the years, you know what people want to hear. You know, another thing is, you have to know your audience, too. 
you have to know when to, you know, make it upbeat, you know, make it a little lower. Definitely don't play it loud Yeah. and make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Moms can feel comfortable coming in here. We, if we have, you know, the, the parents, you know, they drop off their kids and they says, okay, I'm going to go run some errands. I'll be back. <laughs> and, you know, that's great. That's what you yeah, do. I mean, what, what, yeah, that's what great feeling, you know, what greater feeling can you uh, have when a parent says, hey, I'm, give, give them the same haircut you got, gave them last time and, uh, you know, I'll come back and pick them up. But, uh, so somebody, so you've, you've been doing this for, I mean, this has been, you could tell it's your life passion, right? And you've had this spot for, oh, you've had your own for 20 years. So a new barber coming out of barber school, you know, maybe worked for somebody for a few years says, man, I'd really love to do that. What advice would you give them about starting their own barbershop? And don't say don't do it. You know, what advice would you give to them about starting their own shop and, and well, creating think, that culture, creating that culture? Well, if they're really good, I don't want them to open up right next door. To <laughs> yes, yes. First of all. Yes. No, but you know, I mean, like I said, before that, there were, I was myself here on this street. Mm -hmm. Now there's about six other barbershops. Um, it's, you can't do it all by yourself. I mean, there's the business side and then there's the customer service side. Uh, you know, trying to do, trying to be a businessman and cut hair. Sometimes those are two different things. Yeah. You know, you've got to be very, I mean, think you got to be the barber, the owner, the CPA. You got to be the ones who buy the supplies. You got to do, you know, that's hard for one person to do all by themselves. Can't it? It's difficult. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, get get your help. Get some help. You know, nice. get some help. But you know, you can't be afraid. You know, you uh, like I said. You know what? There are times when you walk into the batter's box, and sometimes you feel as though you're facing Randy Johnson, and you you got a toothpick in your hand, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes it feels like that, but yeah. you can't let it get to you. You still got to be in that batter's box, and you still got to take your swings. I love the just because baseball you swing it, just because you swing it, just because you swing and miss doesn't mean the game's over. You I swing and a miss, you strike out, you go back in the dugout. You got to say, okay, next time, here's what I've learned from that, and I'm going to go back in there. Next time I step in the batter's box, it's going to be different. It's going to be a whole different ball game. I, I'll be ready this time. I love that you and, use uh, baseball analogies. <laughs> you use baseball analogies mm -hmm. all the time. It's great. Um, so, well, all right. you know, life is life is more than a nine inning game. Yes, <laughs> no kidding. Some of us go extra innings. Yes, absolutely. So, so, believe it or not, we've been recording here for about fifty minutes. So, here's where I'm going to give you the chance to plug whatever it is you want. I want to know like your your website, obviously your Instagram, but I know that you do some work for veterans. Um, you know, any community stuff that you're doing, any nonprofits you want to plug. I'm going to give you a minute. Just go ahead, plug away, brother. Okay, well, uh, thank you, David. Thank you again. Okay, what it is is that uh, in these times, you know, plugging my barbershop, I like the opportunity. Jesse's Barbershop. Our uh, website is Jesse Barbershop, J E S S E B A R B E R S H O P dot com. Uh, uh, the Yahoo webpage is Jesse Barbershop twenty one at yahoo.com. Okay. I just I'm just thankful for the opportunity that like I said before I you know you asked me the question, you know, did you ever think you'd be on a podcast, you know, when you were I says no. I mean I'm just thankful for this opportunity. Any yeah. little thing that we can take that uh, any opportunity that is given to us, you know, they just just take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Uh just 
I hope that uh, you know this is me. This is a real me. I, I uh, we can tell. Of mine, you that I, if people people who want to get a haircut after all this is all over, if you don't have any money, that's okay. We'll do it for nothing. <laughs> we just want to make you you look good. Yeah. You know, George Zimmer. I wish I would have taken the phrase. If you know you you're gonna like the way you look. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have come up with that. You're gonna like the way you look. Because yeah. That's what it's like. That's what it's. That's what it's like. You look good. You feel good. People are going to get out there, and they're going to feel excited. They're going to feel feel good about themselves. So listen, I really appreciate the time. Hang out here for a minute. But hey, listen. Give a shout. Go follow Jesse. Jesse's Barbershop. I'll put the links in the show notes uh, so that everybody has it. We'll obviously be sharing this across everything. Jesse, I really appreciate the time and everything that you're doing, and uh, wish you the best of luck moving forward. Uh, Everybody out there, make sure you share this and give me any comments and give Jesse some love here.